Welcome back to The Think Tank, a podcast for life's deeper conversations. Hosted by Ethan Finn and Shay Sanchez, they dive into some of the most compelling topics. Join them as they go deep into The Think Tank. Welcome back to Think Tank Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm your host, Chase. Bro, we're back. Episode 39. Uh, bro, the, the September drop is out. We we released the new designs for September. So uh, go check out those designs on the store if you haven't already. In my humble opinion, I think that they're not as good as the last month. But I think that there's some good good quality stuff in there. So hit up the store. What do you think, Chase? I think they're fire. Obviously, it was pretty hard to beat the design we had last time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, take a look. Let us know what you think. DM the Instagram. Do you have any ideas as well, like or things you want us to make? Like, let us know. Yeah, send us in your designs. We'd love to see kind of what you guys got. Um, with that being said, welcome to episode thirty-nine. Uh, today on the show, we have Peyton Maria, not in the studio, but on the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Peyton. thanks for having me, guys. This is the third time we tried to do this. Is it the third, really? Yeah, it is the third. <laughs> I thought it was the second. <laughs> yeah, that was the second. No, because, well, this is, the second we came really close, but the first was just like, we had a date and it just didn't work out. Oh, gotcha. All right, all right. Well, what about the second time? third time's a charm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the second time I got in a car accident, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, third time's a charm. Welcome to the podcast, Peyton. Uh, as usual, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the podcast? Yeah, so um, I go to Roosevelt High School. I'm in student government. Um, I was born in Missouri, but I've basically lived here my whole life. And I really love um, like psychology and history. I'm going to major in like business management and psychology and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. All right, for sure. So what got you like... This is actually the first that I've really heard that you wanted to major in these things, I think. So what kind of sparked in your mind that psychology and history were something that you wanted to go full-time in? Yeah, so um, my main thing is going to be like business management, but there's this major at UNC which that has psychology and sociology mixed in it. And I took a psych one class and it was like this crazy teacher, but his mom had bipolar disorder. And he had talked about, like, what the different signs are and, like, mild and major. And it was just so cool and interesting to hear it. And a lot of my family has bipolar disorder. So it made me want to get to know more about, like, how other people are affected and, um, like, the biases of how we take and perceive, like, other things that have happened. Um, I just think that's such, like, an interesting field of study. Definitely. No, that's that's really fascinating. Uh, I, I'm definitely into that kind of thing, too. I think just sort of... Um dissecting and kind of like breaking down the human psyche is something that's really interesting just because I feel like there's a lot of things about humanity that we don't really know uh, or at least I don't really know <laughs> so I think learning about those things is is uh, makes me feel intelligent so I appreciate that makes you feel intelligent <laughs> <laughs> well uh, go ahead <laughs> it's super cool and it's cool and it like relates to history and stuff like um, there's this episode of Drunk History that talks about the Martha Mitchell effect, which is a huge part of psychology because Martha Mitchell used to be the um, wife of the attorney general under Nixon. And she would gossip to all of the gossip papers, all the stuff that happened in D.C. And so they would all tell her she's crazy and that none of the stuff actually happened. And now in psychology, when psychologists try to convince people, especially like rape victims, that things never happened, um, it's called the Martha Mitchell effect. So it like it equates to like all parts of life. Wow. That's actually really interesting. Uh, well, and as we know, obviously stuff did happen with him. Um, so it just, it just shows to go. Yeah. You know, goes to show you that, <laughs> that you know what I'm trying to say, you know what I'm trying to say. Hey, wait, Ethan, what's that one? I forget. It's called like, it's a certain effect where like you, you feel like remember like something a certain way, but it was oh, like, it was never um, like that. Uh, shoot the not the uh, frick what is it called like it'll, uh, it'll normally be like a like a picture of like something it's like this is how you remember it but oh like the Mandela reality, effect this. yeah That's dude that is like the that, I don't know just speaking about that like, reminded me of that I still think like 
that's just like the weirdest thing how like everyone remembers yeah that one doesn't um, really make sense to me because it's one thing if like only you remember something a certain way but like when yeah. everyone collectively sort of remembers that certain things were a certain way and then they weren't i think i think that's really weird like the Bernstein bears or whatever and that's like it looks back to something people always say is like how you perceive things differently because you can never know how someone else sees it like colors like yeah. i can oh, think yeah. it's blue but you could think it's like it, what blue looks like to you is like what my red looks like yeah 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 you have no way of knowing yeah uh, except yeah. except with the, the with the mandela effect like like the Bernstein bears example like everyone remembers it a certain way but it's yeah. the same way you know like the spelling like we can all look at that and be like yeah that's an a so like when that one for me is like one of those where bro the freaking society overlords yeah, must have made a the monopoly noise. thing yeah that's <laughs> like bro like something's up <laughs> like or it could be that just the way that we speak because like i think it's actually pronounced like the Bernstein bears based on how it's yeah. like spelled and but the way that english speakers speak is like we say Maybe. Steen instead of Stein, so then your mind will do like the association game, where you like yeah. just put letters yeah. in for how it sounds, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. It's very fascinating. Speaking of effects, actually, I want to talk about this for a minute. You guys know the butterfly effect, right? Obviously. I'm, dude, I heard about it. I, I read about it somewhere, but I completely forgot. What do you guys? Okay, so do you want me to explain it? Or... Yeah. So basically, the butterfly effect is this theory that. A butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world can be responsible indirectly for a hurricane in another part of the world. Like yeah, yeah. The chain reaction of events, essentially. Right. But like, I think it. I think it only works in certain cases. No, I 100% disagree. I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, and it's crazy to think how many like small decisions in your life can affect not only like what you do for the rest of your life but like other people's and like little things that you didn't even know like today i watched this girl talking about the person who made gilmore girls actually and she had um pitched all these different ideas to like the people that were gonna buy like her show and they bought they ended up buying the one all she had said was a mother and a daughter that are friends and then like went to the place where she was gonna base it like that's where she was going on vacation so like if she would have been going anywhere else, the entire show could have been different and her entire life could have been different. Whereas like that relates to literally everything. It's crazy thinking about like college decisions coming up, how much that's going to relate. No, that's, that's for sure. I mean, as every, like if you even, you can go on like the most microscopic level and just like the time that you woke up in the morning could have prevented you from. Like, oh yeah, dying. totally. No, literally. So, and even just like finding a spouse, like one thing you did differently could have led to, a completely different person in your life. Um, I don't know. Have you guys seen the movie The Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher? I haven't. It's no, I'm not. It's pro. It's probably like 15 years old, but it's a. Uh, it's a really good movie. I, I recommend it because basically what happens is this. The, obviously, he's the main character. He he grows up and then he's like, he's like, oh no, okay. If I went back to my childhood, I could change this certain thing so that because he oh, discovers he has this ability. This yeah, I told you. I think I said talked about this on another podcast actually, but yeah. Basically, he he's like, he figures out he has this ability to watch like a video from like his past, like a home movie or whatever, or like look at a memory or notes and like go back mm -hmm. to that time and change things. But he like, cause okay, I'm totally butchering this. But when he, like he's a child, right? He, he has this diary thing and he like takes notes and stuff and writes like the big events in his life. And so then when he's older, he wants to go back and like change those things, but basically it's the, it's the butterfly effect and he realizes that like even if i just want to make one thing differently like i don't want my mom to be mad at me on this night or like i don't want to do this it could mess up like the whole mess entire... Up. his entire future is different and it changes the trajectory of like his whole life and he realizes the best solution is to not mess with that yeah but yeah it's a great movie it's crazy because like even like what you said like his mom not being mad at him like how much the like littlest things can change everything sure yeah well even like your perception of someone like my if i've never met someone my entire opinion of them is based on like one interaction or something mm -hmm. and if that interaction didn't happen then i would have a completely different opinion on them yeah yeah which is which is another fascinating thing because that could potentially be the difference between a 
you know, a friendship or not or a relationship. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Speaking of that, that's one of the psychology effects. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's the effect of like, based on yourself, like if you were to do something, it's like, oh, because I was having a bad day, like I reacted to that person. But like the way, like if someone was mean to you in the same way, you'd be like, oh, it's because they're an awful person. And like, oh, that's how so true. Everything is so crazy. And like, it, you really have to look at like, you you never know what's going on in people's lives because the way that um, you perceive like what's going on is so like based on um, the fact that it's like their character rather than like a situation. Yeah. No, for sure. But that that's the thing, like you could see a random stranger and they could just do something. It's like, like you, maybe you're already pissed off and they just set you over the edge with maybe they're annoying or something and you just blow up on them and you've never talked to them. This is the only conversation you've had with them ever. But now flip the roles. Like you just met this random stranger and they're just being a complete dick to you. Like imagine the, like you could just totally think that, that they're like a terrible person. But yeah. then in their mind, like maybe it's just, you know, I got fired today and now you just set me over the edge. Yeah. Or like you're driving and someone cuts you off and you're like, they're a terrible driver. And like, and yeah. they're, they're like, Oh, I just cut them off. I feel so bad. But like, I'm <laughs> to work and I have to keep going. Like, it's just, <laughs> Oh, I do that all the time. People do stupid things like that. And honestly, I, I feel like I used to make fun of people for road rage. But I think I have it internally. Like I don't explode oh, dude, on the no, outside. Same thing, bro. Like I've gone road rage before. Like where someone cut me off, cuts me off, and I like I don't know why I just get like super <laughs> super in my head. Like oh, yeah, so. like I'm like oh they, like, they have it out for me or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally. Or when you come someone off and then they're behind you for a while and you're like they're yeah. They're, I stop and they're gonna get out and fight me. Like yeah, oh uh, yeah, like, like they're, they're probably I just like video. they hate me right now. Like I love this video where it's like re- it's like when you know you cut someone off and they pull right up next to you and like oh, you won't look that. over at them. Yeah, dude, I hate that because I like to drive with my windows down sometimes, and so when they <laughs> when they'll do that, I'll, I'll roll the windows up because I yeah. I don't want the confrontation. <laughs> or I'll like pull like wait go like a little slower so I'm not like lined up with their window and stop a oh, little yeah. back so that <laughs> like look at them. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, that actually happened one like, time. Or it's reverse, dude. Like, I'll stare at them and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried that? Like, you just go to a red light and you just, like, stare at the person next to you. Just, like, cold well, stare. I've done that a few times. And, I, yeah, it's like I just try to make it really awkward. Just freak them out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but someone actually did that. That actually is a, is a great example because uh, one time I was getting on the freeway going home from school. And I'm so I'm I'm getting on 80 West, and you know the 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 on ramp right there is really really short, right? Chase going oh from yeah horseshoe yeah. bar, yeah it's like yeah like it's like non-existent. Like there's basically no on ramp. Like it's really bad, and so yeah, I'm, like you're trying to pull your car just to get up to the free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and it's all windy, so you can't really go that fast at first. Yeah, and so I'm like trying to speed up to to get in in the lane, and this lady is in the not the right lane but the middle lane and so i get on and i'm merging onto the freeway in the far right lane and she tries to speed up and pull out in front of me as i'm merging on the freeway and it's a good thing no one was behind me because i had to like slam on the brakes and it, if someone was behind me i would have gotten hit from behind or i would have hit her if i didn't break and like i i was i've never been that close to an accident and then we both got off at sierra college and she was in the, the, we were both in the left turn lane and she was in the turn lane next to me and I was so pissed and I was like, this is the worst driver I've ever seen. And I looked over at her and she's looking at me and she's like, I could tell she felt so bad. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, okay, so she's not like a, she's not like a total douchebag. Like, <laughs> She probably was like, maybe that was her first time driving in a long time and like she was so nervous and you had no idea. Yeah. I called you effect. Yeah. I don't know. I did. I kind of felt bad afterwards because I, 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 I had some thoughts on her. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! I'm telling you, I have internal road rage. Like I get mad on the inside, but I won't say anything. Like some people will just like flip people off or whatever. But I, yeah. I don't. I don't do that. I'll just get so angry, and then I'll just, I'll it'll pass. But it passes. Yeah, it it, it goes away after like probably a minute. 
fun minute. <laughs> Dude goes from zero to hundred back to a zero within Dude, like I'll sit minutes. there and think about it. I'll think about, you know, this person probably barely passed their license. What's wrong with our country? You shouldn't be getting a license if you're that bad at driving. <laughs> our country. Like, <laughs> not quite that bad. You know what I mean? What's wrong with America? <laughs> bad drivers, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Ethan's first thought when that, like, someone got some ball. What's wrong with the world? <laughs> <laughs> the world is broken, man. <laughs> Case in point. Um, so, Peyton, you said that you're into uh, history. Big history girl. Mm. Yeah, I was, you know, maybe, maybe this isn't the next topic. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not big history um revolves around the fact that i watch drunk history quite often okay um, what is drunk history well oh my gosh drunk history is this show where they take these like historians or like these people um that know a lot about like a certain moment in history and they'll like drink with them for a while and then once they get to the point where they're like like kind of there like not fully but like kind of there they will ask them to describe a history event. And so, like, it's in the most, like, crazy terms and, like, for us to understand terms because, like, usually if you'd ask someone about something, they would, like, give you, like, the specific details and stuff. But then these, like, actors are, like, acting out the event. And it's so funny and it's so easy to understand what's going on. Um, and I actually wrote in one of my essays one time, um, have, like, about school and stuff, how I learn more in drunk history than I do in my <laughs> English history class. That's really good. Is that on YouTube? No, it's um, it's on just like regular TV. Oh, it's oh, on actual it was TV on Netflix. Show. What? I thought it was on. Oh, I thought it was only on Netflix or something. Because I've I've seen like one episode. It's so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll have to check it out because I'm I'm really into history, so I think it'd be really fun to see history from the side of someone who's who's kind of over the edge. It's so funny, and that's how I learned about like the Martha Mitchell thing, and like her biggest one was the Watergate scandal which is crazy that she would ever like express any of that to like the media but like now because of that like all of the stuff that we've discovered because of all the things she said and then there's some that are on like um, some that are even just on like modern day scandals and stuff um, it's so funny like it's it's so great that and live PD so good I feel like what's your, what, oh god I was gonna say what's your like question for both of you it's like your favorite like like period or like time in history mm, that's very good favorite time like in terms of like favorite time to learn about or like favorite like this is a great time period because oh well, yeah maybe like, maybe we could yeah maybe like a time um I, honestly originally i was like what was like your most enjoy like learning about like i don't know like your favorite would i don't know like okay yeah, what yeah. Was, like, like, Okay, I mean, I can answer both, I guess, but we'll have to yeah. first since, you know, she's the guest. I really honestly like U.S. history, my U.S. history classes, and anything um, from, like, the, like, Revolutionary War and, like, Declaration of Independence till now, because um, it's interesting to learn about, like, how much they want to separate um, from England and how far we've gone since, like, the beginning of our country till now. Um, and like right now I know in my gov class, we're learning a lot about like the constitution after the articles of confederation and like why it failed and stuff. So yeah, that no, that's really good. I, I'm really into us history too, but I think for a little, like a little more specifically, I think my favorite time to learn about is world war two, just cause there's like so much there, uh, mm -hmm. ramifications that are still kind of, um, prevalent today and also just sort of like what led up to world war ii which was world war one really but that's my favorite time to like <laughs> i mean pretty much like but yeah. that's 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 what my favorite time period to learn about is i think my favorite historical time period is probably probably like like yeah probably like the the, the forming of america and just like 1776 and i just think that 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 whole that whole time period is like super fascinating, but yeah, but yeah. How about you, Chase? So for me, like I don't know why, but every anytime you like learn about like like Egyptians and like building pyramids and like all that stuff, it was the aliens that like really interested me? 
So yeah, I just like that would be it for me for sure. That's I was always like felt like the most invested or like interested to learn about it when they were like they would talk about that. I feel like I'm a little biased on US history because of like I was a big Hamilton fan in middle school. So I think quite <laughs> for that. My uh my seventh grade uh history and English teacher, she uh she had Hamilton music on every single day in class. I I had never seen Hamilton, but I I knew all the music just from her. It's like that's what drunk history is like. It's like Hamilton in every single episode, in every single time in history. Gotcha. I I never watched Hamilton. Was it like historically accurate? Like was it good? Yeah, I mean they did a pretty good job of like adding like also things that the history books like wouldn't um, describe because it's only it's you can only get so much of like real human emotion in like a history book and it's cool mm. to see like how they probably would have reacted to some of these things yeah yeah that's, like, that's true in your history class like oh hamilton's son was shot by this guy because they were mad at what hamilton did it's like oh like that sucks and then you move on and read the next page yeah but watching him react and like his wife react and like how that affected their whole family it's so much like m- more interesting and like easier to understand yeah, that's good. I I, so, I mean, like, that's kind of like how movies are, I guess, too. Because yeah. um, I like movies about, especially World War II movies. That's my jam. Saving Private Ryan, so good. But, like, even, even like, The Patriot. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, Mel Gibson. Uh, I, I it, it, It's basically, so, Revolutionary War, these, this uh, British battalion, I guess, comes to this guy's house. And he's like, okay, so because of, you know, because I said so, you have to use your farm to, like, house all these British soldiers who are, like, hurt. And then he's like, no, that's kind of messed up. And then he basically, like, through the series of events, he finally, like, gets into the war. He was kind of, like, didn't want to do it at first. And he's like, no, I don't really care about politics or whatever. But then as he starts seeing that, like, England is actually this oppressive government, he's like, okay, I need to, like join these revolutionaries and that's a, it's a really good movie but i i think those are are really great because it, it kind of helps you like understand like you were saying understand like what's going on at the time and just like what that would have felt like in real life because it's it's totally one thing to just hear about it or read about it but when you get to see it and obviously that probably doesn't even do it justice to like real life but it's just it's just cool it gives it some humanity you know for sure and honestly like i'm a big like documentary watcher in like have you seen like the mo- the documentaries about like scandals that have happened like have you guys seen the um the mcmillions documentary no the what it's called the mcmillions and it's about how you know how like safeway and like mcdonald's would do like those monopoly things yeah so one year the mafia got involved in like the McDonald's one and they were giving the tickets to like certain people and then they would like pay them a certain price to oh, get like geez. the tickets and it's crazy but the people that are on it because it's like they have to be people that would be like crazy enough to fall for this are like they all look like they're like on something like there's this one lady that wears a dress that is like 10 sizes too small on her and it's like red leather and she's sitting in a red leather couch and her walls are like deep red and everything around her is red and it's so scary and like all the people are like that and it's just crazy watching that or like have you seen class action water park no it's this water park that this guy created because he had all these crazy ideas for like it was either like universal studios or like disney or something and they were like you like we can't do these like it's like illegal so he created a water park and it's all like people would die like weekly from this water park is that action park never yeah yeah, okay. I've done research on this place. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And in the documentary, there's, like, celebrities. There's this one guy that I think was on The Office that, like, would go to it as a kid. And so wow. oh, yeah. it, imagine, like, hearing about that. Because, like, some of the Sunsplash rides are even, like, a little sketchy as a little kid. But can you imagine going to a water park that, like, you literally could die at? But oh, as no, kid, yeah. That, oh. that place was, like, nuts. And the crazy thing about it is that it's not that old. Like, it was, like, the late 70s that it was, like, in its prime. Yeah, and they had this one that was, like, this big, like, ocean pool, and there were these submarines, and he would fill them with, like, gasoline. 
So then the gasoline would like get in the water and then like the kids would like die because like they would drown. Yeah. And it was just it was crazy. Like the all the things that happened there are just Well, like even their employees, like they would hire it was obviously mostly like teenagers that were working there, kind of like a real water park. But they would hire people like that were underage. Like most of their employees were like fourteen years old. And so they didn't like have any training really or like know what to do. And so like most of them like weren't really effective lifeguards because they actually couldn't save a life if something happened. Like yeah. they, they didn't know what they were doing. And they didn't really care. Like they would yeah, just right. like hang out with their friends. Like That's crazy. Well, but if you watch the videos, like people have like their families there and it's not like there's any concern. Like everyone's just like, Oh, it's great. Like people could possibly be dead in like five minutes, but it's all it's all cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's wild. It's it's really fun though. Like, and there was this one mom that was on it and her son had was the first person to die at um, the water park. And it was because there was these like sleds where it was like, it looks like a big PVC pipe that just goes down all these rocks and they would just ride it on like these like mats or like down it. And the kid went for like the turn and it, he flew off and hit his head. Oh on my gosh. And the mom is like, when I told him that he could go, like, he went with, like, some friends. And it, like, wasn't even, like, she didn't really give him permission. Like, it was just kind of, like, he, like, she didn't really know where he was going. She had never heard of the place before. And she's been in this, like, legal battle with this guy, like, ever since. And this documentary was made in, like, 2015. Wow. Yeah, that's, like, when I first heard about it. It's crazy. It's so like yeah, the doctor. It's, it's weird. They're, I think they had a um, one of their like pools. I'm pretty sure this is the same place. They had a, it was like, it was like an actual like dirt pond. So like it wasn't like a real like pool. You know, like where it'd be like concrete on yeah. the inside. And so there was like actual like bugs in there and like algae that could like kill you. Yeah. They just like basically <sighs> just put a hose and filled up this like crater of land. <laughs> it's like just like nothing's filtered and like it's like you get. If you didn't die from the water slides, you'd get disease from the water. <laughs> Literally. And there was this one, like, slide that was just, like, a straight down and then, like, a full loop. And then it just, Yeah, like, I, I saw a picture of that. I was going to, I was going to say, I've seen, like, pictures of it, like, online of, like, how, like, absurd, like, the slides are. There's, there's, like, a lot of places. This um, reminds me. Have you heard of the, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's, like, the euthanasia coaster? Oh, yeah. See, this it's it's not a real coaster but it's this concept design that this guy made that basically is a coaster designed to kill you so it's you crazy. get on the coaster and then when you get off everyone is dead like there's no chance of living because you you surpass the amount of g's that like a human can take it's like eight g's or something like that yeah uh, and basically you go up the hill and you go down and you immediately go into like a series of like seven loops in a row yeah, and like yeah. your body can't take it, like you literally just die. Doesn't it start off like big and it's get like it gets like smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all but, the loops progressively get smaller. Yeah, I actually, I actually watched this. This is I don't know why I was watching this. Uh, they had there was a video Late on night, YouTube, you know, like Google this, around. <laughs> yeah, it was like this animated video of like what it would be like a POV, like what it would be like to be on it. I think I watched that on Instagram of like a video <laughs> of it. It was crazy. Yeah, I forget why the guy designed it. But I think I think it was probably like some debate where they were like, could you theoretically design a ride that that you could die on? But like, I don't know. That guy must have been going through something <laughs> like, like he must have been like, I don't know, like what possesses your mind to be like, yeah, let's create a ride that that can literally that will literally kill you. It was probably the same guy who created Class Action Water Park. Probably. Yeah. It's his son. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. I'll avenge you, dad. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, well, there's there's also this. This was a real water slide. It was like in Kansas at this water park. It's it, it's kind of like Master Blaster actually at Sunsplash, but it was so tall and like the angle was like so steep that like some some kid died on it, so they had to close it forever. Yeah, because it was like the that, tallest yeah, water slide I, in the world. I thought for a second I thought that was like one of the rides on the one you're talking about, pain. But the kid, I watched a video on this. The kid like literally like caught air. And hit the top of the net, and it like caught him. Yeah, it like caught him in the neck or something. Right? Oh my! Yeah, and it, like just like yeah, because it, it like it went like it went like 
pass like more than straight down like it actually like started like to curve inwards almost yeah it was like more than a 90 degree angle it was like yeah so it was like you would like yeah and he was well, like super course, light like, you're on a tube so there's no seat belts it's not like it's yeah. a roller coaster where you can do those kind of angles it's like yeah but i don't know some of that stuff is really interesting it's mm-hmm. crazy yeah there's this account on YouTube that I like, and he he basically goes. It's a uh, defunct land, and he basically goes through like all these like defunct water parks and theme parks, or like things that used to be. And it's pretty fascinating. There's a D- Disney World had this one water park. Uh, it was called like River Country or something like that, and uh, yeah, same problem as Action Park. Like the the a lot of the pools and stuff were like real life, like actual ponds and stuff. And like the water wasn't like tested, and so like people were like getting sick from it, and eventually like the algae and stuff like took over the water park, and it's like abandoned now. Bro, Disney but... actually like so I have an allergy. I watch this like I follow this allergy channels. And it's kind of like doesn't talk about it, but he actually goes and like visits like the abandoned like parks and stuff. Oh yeah, and he's gone to like heck a a lot of Disney like parks, and there's like turns out there's like a lot more like abandoned like Disney parks now like that I thought there were. There's like yeah, I mean, they have like a lot of concepts for stuff and like stuff that they started building that they never finished. Yeah, like that yeah. island they had like that was crazy. Like he went to oh, like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be like uh, it was supposed to be like wasn't it supposed to be like that kind of like that power island. They have a Disneyland like now, but like just at like a way bigger scale. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that one. Um, that one was pretty sick. And there was the other one with like a huge like train track. And then I know they also like had like a NASCAR, um, like a NASCAR like track. Really? Yeah, that was pretty sick. But it was only for like a year. That's Damn. crazy. Uh those abandoned that abandoned stuff is like it's kind of scary, but it's really fascinating. Yeah, especially when they like explore it too, and then like everything's like just taken over by like nature and stuff. Yeah, but it's creepy because it's like everything was left like it was like not supposed to. Yeah, there's like bottles like still like liquid in it. And yeah, stuff. yeah, and like tables and chairs that are still like it looks like someone just got up from them and stuff. And yeah, yeah. that's crazy. That's uh. yeah, it's wild. What's that road called here? I forget what it's called. Oh, uh, Dire Lane. Dire Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peyton, have you been to Dire Lane? I have not been to Dire Lane. I don't like scary things. You know what Dire Lane is, right? Yes, I know what Dire okay. Lane is, okay. but I wouldn't ever choose to go there. No, it's it's actually not that bad. I went there last summer with my brother and some people, and it was, like, not that bad. Like, he was, any, he was I, trying I to scare us, but I don't know. Yeah. I know you already asked this, but you, did you see anything? Uh, We didn't see anything. It was just, like... I feel like if, if no one told me that it was haunted, I would have gone there and like not, it would have been fine. But I was already going into it thinking like, oh, it's haunted. There's going to be something weird. And so like the, anything you see, you're going to just yeah. like, assume is weird. Like there was a bunch – there was like couches like on the side of the road and like mattresses that had like holes in them and stuff. I mean that could just be homeless people, right? But I don't know. It was just weird. It, I mean it was, it, it was like super overrated though and super kind of overhyped because mm-hmm. – um, like there has been a lot of weird stuff that has happened there over the years. Like people have gone missing and stuff, but like there was that's about it. No, no. Some people have have died like on the road, but some of the stuff is like, I'm pretty sure it's all just like urban legend. Cause, cause they'll be like, Oh, like a witch took someone out of their car and like killed them. And it's like, okay, well that's assuming a whole lot. Like, like maybe someone disappeared, but where's the evidence for like any witches, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Couch the holes in it, obviously. I'm I'm kind of a skeptic with this kind of stuff. I mean, <laughs> Chase, you know this. Most of our listeners know this by now. Like, it takes a lot for me to believe in something. Yeah. Especially when there's, like, no evidence for it. Like, I need to be able to see something to, like, prove, at least in part, that it exists. Yeah. Like, you need a Clark's Tunnel or something like that. <laughs> Dude, no. Clark's Tunnel's not scary. It's just, like, illegal. <laughs> Like yeah. I didn't realize this, but I looked it I looked it up and it's like you can't go there because it's like property of the state. And so you can like get arrested for going there. Which is crazy. Yeah, but those people that are over there that live like by the train tracks, they're 
I guess they tell people that it's like their property. They don't own that. That's the train tracks is public property. Wait. Yeah. Which what area of the train tracks? Um, uh, it's it's in Penryn. It's like you you. Know, I guess you don't know where Clarkstown Hall is. Okay, so if you go up, um, what road do you take to get there? You don't take Auburn Folsom, do you? You can take a couple. I know you can take Sierra College. Oh yeah, if you keep going Sierra College, but you have to take it like I think it's got to be the same train tracks that are by Sierra College, right? Oh yeah, well it's the same train system connects to Roseville, goes up to Tahoe. Um, so you go, okay. Here's how you go, at least from my house. So I would take eighty, get off at Penryn, and then take Penryn Road up to Taylor Road, like Newcastle area, and then you have to go to like Quarry Lane and like English Colony. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And then it's Clark Tunnel Road is the actual name, but you just drive up Clark Tunnel Road basically all the way. So it's like illegal, like you can't. No, I mean you can. Yeah. Like people live over there, so you can go there, but you can't like climb up to like where the train tracks are, and people do that all the time. Like the Placer County Sheriff like had a whole post about it. They were like, "There's been a lot of like teenagers recently going up to the tunnel and like hanging out there, and just so you know, like you can't do that. So please stop." <laughs> That's crazy. That's like when people wanted to like on a much smaller scale. That's like when people wanted to storm Area Fifty One. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> Like, what like, are you going to do? you going to walk in there and just get shot? Like, <laughs> They had a lot of people, like, signing the petition like they were going to. Yeah. But I don't um, know. I think Area 51 is either way worse than people think or it's not anywhere near as bad. Like, I don't think anyone knows really what's going on. But yeah, that's about like there, There's either nothing going on there or there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that literally no one knows. Yeah, dude, well, there's yeah, dude, that's Chase. like that's just. Wait, what were you gonna say? Well, you were like telling me before uh, before we started the podcast. Actually, this was like a long time ago now. About uh, you were watching a documentary or something, right? On um, like like there are people that like used to work for Area Fifty One, you know, like the government, and like the stuff that they had to keep secret, and like if they if they told anyone like they were going to be like killed like there was always, oh like, the oh fence yeah so like all the time like there's like a dude that was literally like a like uh he wasn't even like a part of it he was like, like a, he was, like, a jan- like a janitor like he had like oh, we're not a janitor or it was something like just completely irrelevant and he was not even anywhere near like any of like the actual like stuff they were doing there but yet like they would like threaten him and his family like what their lives like if they found out he had said anything like he said so it's like they would just like threaten you like say they would kill you like on the spot if they found out you told anything or had like leaked in the information and they're like and if you were to like somehow get away from us like then we'll just go and kill your family that's so crazy yeah yeah well like even we have friends and uh he works he works at the fbi building in roseville and like there's stuff that he can't talk about. Like he can't talk about most of the stuff he does for his job. And that's just like, like I couldn't do that. Like, I feel like I need to tell at least one person, like what's going on. Oh, like, I know. Right. It, like, I it, couldn't do it. Like, dude, like if let's say it was that area 51 and like something insane happened, like I would have to tell someone like yeah. I could not, like I would, just, I would have to, but, or if I, even if I like tried, I feel like eventually something would slip out and I'd be like, Oh wait, I forgot. I can't talk about that. You're like, oh, there's aliens. Oh, I forgot that kind of slip. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's such a huge part of your life. Like, your job is actually like a huge portion of your life. I feel like, like you like marry someone that was also like working in it, and like yeah. your kids have to, like work in it, and like like spies. <laughs> your whole family has to be a part of this because. Nah, I wouldn't trust my kids with it because then, like, nah, because they they, they, they would tell someone. School there. Yeah, Area 51, where, like, they train up the employees' kids. It's, like, training to become, like, government agents. That's, like, the... Have you guys ever seen... I think it's the Truman Show. Where yeah. The, yeah. Spy kids or, or, like, spy kids. Spy kids. That's literally <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. Like, they're, they're kids. But parents are, like... kids in the Truman Show are too completely... Yeah, those are, like... No, I'm saying... No, no. I was saying spy kids is what, like, Ethan was describing. Or oh yeah, yeah. Like, like trained to become an agent, like your whole yeah. life. Yeah, their yeah. kids don't know about it. Yeah. 
What are you saying about the Truman Show, though? I'm curious. Um, I just remember watching it, and it's like his whole life has been like this movie. It's like a reality TV show of like his life, and everyone on the set is paid actors. And so like, what, what are the odds that that's happening right now? Like maybe, like maybe there's. There used to be one of my friends used to joke, which like people do this all the time, where they'll be like, "Oh, like I'm being paid to like be friends with you," and like you know, like the TikToks where people are oh, like, yeah. <laughs> especially these and like my their parents are paying to like me to yeah. hang out with them. And <laughs> thinking about that, of like this guy, literally, the whole point of the movie is that he lived his entire life on a movie set, and he had no idea. So everyone he was ever friends with, everyone he ever knew, it was all a setup. But then, like, mm-hmm. once you figure out, like, one clue, it becomes obvious. Obvious like, not for this guy. No, no, no. But but, but it did because, like, that's the movie. Like, he, he starts figuring it out. It took him a long time, though. Can well, you imagine? Yeah. It took him, like, 40 years. But, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, once you figure out, like, the first – once something tips you off or, like, something suspicious happens, then you're, like, now you're looking for it. Yeah. yeah. That would be so weird. Like, I feel like that the odds of that – there's no way of knowing, right? It's crazy how many things in your life just like pass by like that because you're not looking for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Or like it, going back to like what we like almost talked about like the very beginning of like when you don't know someone um, and like someone does something and you like don't realize it until like some one of your friends will be like, oh, isn't it so annoying when they do this? And then now every single time they do it. You're looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Bro, me, I feel like me and Ethan will, okay, like, me and Ethan do this all the time, like, we'll say something about someone, like, they do this, and then they'll do that, and I just, and just, me and Ethan just look, just at like look at each other and start laughing. We'll be like, yep, there it is. But I, ah, oh, man, that, that'd be weird. That's like the whole simulation thing. Like, what it, if it's all fake? No, Bro, I would, I don't even know, like dude, I Matrix. really hope not. What if it's the Matrix? Dude, like I, I really hope not. Dude, yeah. like if I found out I was in the Matrix, bro, I'm like, oh no. I'd be like, well, that's a bummer. Do. I would, I would, if someone actually came to me and offered me a blue pill or a red pill, I'd be like, give me the freaking one that keeps me here. Like, I don't care. I don't need to know the real life. I'll just live in this fake reality because it's what I know and I don't like change. So there you go. And that, yeah. back to like the very beginning of like Adam and Eve and like the whole reason is because they like, they wanted to know, like the tree of knowledge. Maybe, like, but knowledge. what if it's all fake? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tree of knowledge. That's like, I thought about this the other day. That is probably the most destructive thought that's in my mind is what if like my entire worldview and like my faith and everything is not real? Because obviously there's a chance, obviously, that it's just not. Yeah. We're, we're, that we're just Christians and everyone else are just believing a lie. And well, that told- is the most destructive thought is that if it is fake, then everything that I do doesn't matter. So I can do whatever I want. I can be as destructive as I want because the end of my life is the end of my life. And it, there's no repercussions. Well, I actually was talking to my mom about that um, a while ago in like middle school um, when I was like really doubting my faith. And I was like, what if like, what if it's not true? Like, what if my whole life I've been dedicating this and it's not true? She was like, well, think of like outside of God, like what? your life has become because you are a Christian. Like you're serving other people. Like you're putting other people first. You're loving on people. Like the whole basis of Christianity is like what society has the idea of being a good person. If you're following what the Bible says and like that points back to like, would you have you done your life any differently if it was just like, not like God, not in the picture. Mm. That's true. I mean, I think, I don't know like I hate to say this but I think for me like if if there was no God I I don't know if I could say that I would be living the same way like I don't know I am I don't think I would like I th- I think that if you remove that from the like are you saying if you remove just you believing or if you move it entirely like if you take like the literal like god aspect out of christianity what are like christianity's like base morals it's like serving others like jesus came as like to serve others and to like be a a light for the world and like to like 
put others needs first like that was the whole like basis of like what like christianity was if you take out the fact of like there's a god and he died for you you know yeah so, like okay so but i would argue i would argue that the reason that i care about other people is because of like christianity like if i didn't believe that there was a god and that we were all uniquely designed then who cares about other people yeah i should just be looking out for myself to be yes to be fair but if you get to the end of your life and you're like okay none of this was true you lived your life oh caring sure for okay. other people yeah so it's like true. that in the turn is it's not a regret yeah okay that's true yeah in right re- if you look at it in retrospect however if you just put me here on the earth and i was like a new human and now there i don't believe in god i i don't think that i would be i don't i don't know if i would live the same way only because what would be the point of that like the, yeah. the reason i value humanity and the reason that i put value on other people is because god put value on other people so if there's no god and i don't believe in god humanity's value is only what i think it is it's only what you think it is yeah when i was younger and um i found out santa claus wasn't real i you know just to be safe was like oh well is like the easter bunny real and stuff you know and like asked all the like common questions and i got to the end and i was like is jesus real my mom was like yeah and i was like just checking i mean people do a lot for santa claus so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how old were you guys when you when you knew found out um i think i was like eight or maybe like nine okay yeah i was i was, um, I was like i was probably like seven I don't know, actually, when I found out, but, like, it's, I don't know, I, my family was different. Like, my mom said she had, like, a really bad, like, experience. Like, when she found out, like, he wasn't real, it, like, she just, like, couldn't, like, believe it and stuff. And it was, like, kind of, like, a big deal to her because, obviously, like, she had so much faith in it and, like, really believed in Santa. So she said, like, she didn't want, like, me to have that same reaction. So, like, they never really, like, made Santa, like, a big I don't know, like a big thing. Oh, gotcha. Like every Christmas. Yeah, well, if you think about it, it's kind of messed up. Like, yeah, she thought it was like messed up and just didn't want me to like get sad or mad when they like told me. So like they had, like, I don't know, like never Christmas came around. They weren't always like, oh, are you excited? Are you excited like for Santa's presence? Like, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of messed up if you think about it. Like you, you tell your kids for all these years that like this huge, it's really just a huge lie. And then knowing that at some point either you or someone else is going to have to tell them that it's it's all fake. But like, why too? Like, no, why, it's, it's why so stupid. Is it thing? Because it, it doesn't really like. I understand Santa is like a huge like, at least in Western culture, is like this huge icon, which is fine. Like you can you can make him an icon, but just be like, yeah, he's not real. He's just for the season. The same way the Easter Bunny. <laughs> is, you know? It's crazy. Like it's it's crazy how much like we put on it. Yeah, and like. Okay. Some people are like, okay, we have to like have the cookies out and like we have to eat part of them so it shows that he was like here. And it's like, no, like that's not why. No, like, what's don't the point? eat the cookies. Yeah, Santa never came. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, who? What is wrong with like telling your kid like, hey, I love you so much and like for Christmas this year, I, we're getting you your gifts and like that's what it is every year. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you started telling your kids that, then there wouldn't be a need for like Santa at all. Yeah. It's going to be a super unfun dad. Everything's yeah. unfun. Everything's Wait a minute. Dude, he's going to be the dad no, that tells, no tells his kids, Hold up. his kids friends Hold that Santa up. isn't real. Hold the phone. <laughs> Every time a kid comes he, over, he yeah. brings up Santa. Ethan's, Ethan's son or daughter is going to be the one to tell everyone else. But you know how people <laughs> have like, Santa's not real, you know that, right? You know how people hang up pictures in their house? I'm just going to hold up put up signs and just say Santa Claus is fake. Santa's not real. <laughs> It's going to be year-round. Santa's a myth. But, Ethan, honestly, it's not even just going to be Santa. Like, it's going to be everything of, like, everything just, like, logic-based. And they're going to, like, tell you anything. You're going to be like, well, it that's is. actually impossible. I'm be like, that's actually mathematically impossible because if you think about the trajectory. <laughs> they're not even going to get it. But, I don't know. Whoever started Santa kind of messed up. Your kid's going to be like, I, I really want to be, like, uh, singer when I go older and you're gonna be like that's actually not a realistic view because you're actually horrible at singing and like they're gonna be like five and, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man but I don't know I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that uh, people believe or whatever 
that are kind of destructive. So, so I feel like someone's got to say something. Yeah. Someone, and it's gonna be you and your <laughs> children. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna let my kids believe in Santa, but I don't want to be the one that has to tell him he's fake. Because like, how do you have that conversation? Like yeah. for me, it was easy because like my brother accidentally spilled the beans to me, and I was I was like, oh, I was a little disappointed, but like it wasn't a big deal. I think I was. I guess I was just getting to the age where it like didn't really matter anymore. Yeah. But for my some sister, kids, they like they break down in tears, and it's like a huge thing. My sister was the one who would like. She knew he wasn't real, but like she wanted to just keep playing like he was. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like it was yeah. like, oh, Santa came. It's like we both like you're eleven. Like we yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was always a thing because like all my cousins on my dad's side are like all younger than me, except for like one or two and so whenever I'm a rose like have friend. Cri- <laughs> you know bro oh. give her a shout out i don't know if she's listening to this episode i know she listens to a few of them but i hope she does she follows her on instagram yeah love I'll you i'm a rose fan <laughs> <laughs> thanks for exposing my cousins um but, but no like like a lot of my cousins on that side of the family like obviously still believed in santa and my every year my parents are like okay now when we go over and see the family today you can't talk about santa not being real <laughs> like you can't say anything they still believe and I'm like okay Ethan biting his tongue every single time <laughs> no it wasn't that it's just like like the older cousins were obviously knew that Santa wasn't real but I don't know I'm, I'm convinced that there's a few of them that still believe in Santa I'm not, say, I'm not gonna say which ones but is it Emma Rose Finn yeah, are you now like hurting your dreams because of this episode definitely not definitely not I'm not hurting anyone's dreams I'm just, I'm just realistic. You know how I be. He's just a realistic guy. <laughs> um, well, Peyton, I actually, I kind of want to shift gears here. If that's all right. Yeah, uh, go for it. So we we talk about this a lot, but I I want to talk about it on the podcast because I feel like it's important. Uh, or unless we don't have time, in which case, in which what? case we can. Well, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be uh, if it's gonna take a while or not. I've got some time. I've got some time. Okay. All right. So I want to I talk to you about this idea of destiny. Oh, my God. Chase and I talk about this sometimes. <laughs> I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up. because We talked gonna... about this, though. We talked about how, like, everything happens for a reason. But that that's different. Well, I feel like in terms it's not. Because if you're saying everything happens for a reason, then, like, that brings back to the fact that like it was destined to happen so you think that all of your everything that you do is is uh like every little thing you do is for a reason outside of your control i wouldn't say for a reason outside of my control but i would say everything that i've done has happened because of some like greater idea you know what I mean? Because if if we're saying that everything we do leads, like, can change the tra- trajectory of our, our lives, and if you believe in the fact that God has, like, a purpose and a plan for you, then it has to come back to the idea that everything you've ever done has gotten you to the point that you'll be at when you pass away. Or, like, everything you've ever done has, like, gotten you that job or that career or that, like, marriage. But I'm yeah. not sure that that... That might be true on, like, a on like a macro scale but i'm not sure like on a micro scale that like you know me sitting in this chair right now is like destined to happen for some big purpose i feel like you take destiny so out of context because destiny usually can means an overarching macro idea right but more than just the micro like well, that's what i'm saying is so maybe maybe there is a like obviously maybe there's like say there is a grand plan on a grand scale, right? On a big scale. Like in your life, you're going to do X, Y, and Z that that are big things. But like me doing these tiny little, I mean, I guess that goes back to the butterfly effect, but like me yeah. doing like certain tiny little things aren't necessarily going to affect that because something else, I could just do something else to end up getting there. But who's to say, because you can only pick one or the other. So you can never say I don't that... Think, I don't think there's one or the other. No, but what I'm saying is 
there you once you decide something like that's the only thing that's you know i mean you decide that you're gonna sit on the chair so 10 seconds ago the only reality that you knew was sitting on that chair so you don't know if you would have done something else how that could have changed or affected any other part right but like for example you could be like oh well it doesn't matter if i eat a bagel or a piece of toast this morning for breakfast but because you had to pick one or the other or even having both that's still a decision that you made you never know what the outcome could have been like if you would have picked another option so you have no way of knowing okay but that that doesn't explain whether or not the things that you do are predetermined but it's not predetermined it's like it's because of all these small things will lead to the idea okay well sure but at at some point, Chase, Chase, okay, Chase, I want you to jump in here. For a minute. <laughs> I because feel like you're, you're realizing you're wrong. Possibly, I might Messing be wrong. I might be wrong. I might be completely wrong. <laughs> After but, all these years of us think, talking about it, I think Chase, you had this conversation with one of our teachers, right? About yeah. like free will, uh-huh. and he is actually not a Christian, but he had an interesting thought on free will and how we don't actually have free will. What was he saying? Do you remember? So he was, well, okay. So he said, if God, know, like the God knowing everything, is that what you wanted to, to talk about? No. Uh, well, there's that, but I, when he was talking about, um, uh, like you don't have free will because the things that you, like you can, you don't have free will because the decisions you oh, make. Oh, because you only have a certain, okay. Uh, so I, I think I know what you want me to talk about. If I'm wrong, just obviously stop me. But um, basically, you don't have free will because you only have like a limited amount of like options uh, of like things to do like in your head. Like um, he uses like a, an example too. It was like name five movies, and then like obviously you just named five random movies, and he said now like now why did you choose those five movies? Right. And I was like, oh, because those were just like the first five ones that like popped in, popped up into my head. And then he was like, so did you choose to, for those movies to pop up in your head? And I was like, well, no, like I didn't really like I didn't choose those those five movies to pop in my head. They're just all just kind of random, like the first ones I thought of. Um, but then he said, like, see, you don't really have free will in a way because you're not choosing, you're not choosing the thoughts you have all the time, or like the things like that pop up in your head yeah well and actually i actually heard this exact same argument from someone else also an atheist um but they their argument was that you have free will but only to a certain extent in that that your 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 actions your thoughts and like the processes of your um like your your brain or whatever it's just a bunch of chemical reactions and it's different for you. It's different for me. But like my my decision to go outside shirtless is just a product of a series of, of reactions in my brain that told me that I should do that. That gave me the instinct. Right. Because obviously I could have chosen to do that or not to do that. But like the reason that I even had the thought to do one or the other is because because of those reactions or whatever. So there's not actually like entirely free will which i think is the difference between like free will and free agency like you have the you have free free agency would be like basically more constrained free will like you have the free will to do things that are within reason within your control Uh but like complete free will would be like you know i can go do something that's like not necessarily not possible but like i like free free agency would be like i could choose what to wear based on the clothes that I have, but like I don't really have the free will to like wear something that that's not mine because I don't have it. Uh-huh. I don't have access to it. But that's almost so. like more the like agreeable societal like basis because that in turn is like well you don't have access to a like a clothing item because you haven't bought it, so like you didn't make that decision to wear it. But like because it's a society, we've come to the terms that stealing is bad you know and like the idea that like um 
like, yeah, like free will, like you can't go out and kill someone. So that's not free will, but it's like, no, because as society, we've decided that like that icon, the idea, that concept is like not allowed. Whereas like you, you as a physical person do have the capabilities to do that. But like, because it's like good versus evil, like you, you wouldn't do that. Oh, right. Right. But so do, do you think that we have free will to do things? I think action wise, I feel like yes, but so you I don't think you have control over the thoughts in your mind. I feel like I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know enough about like the inner workings of someone's mind to make that claim. I think, you know, you can control your thoughts. Like when you want to think about something, obviously you can think about it, but constantly your brain is always thinking about something. You can never not think about something. Even if you don't realize it, your brain is always, there's something going on in your brain and that is out of your control sometimes. Right. Like, and there's also like intrusive thoughts. Yeah. So like, and also where does that fall on the line of people with like, um, like mental disabilities hmm. of like going back to like someone with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or, um, like a multiple personalities disorder, like how is their brain? Obviously a lot of those things are out of their like physical control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are we able, how much are we able to control the brain and our minds? Yeah, no, that's true. I, I think though that like bare bones, like the question of, I don't, I don't think that if you say that we have free will, then you can also say that you're destined to do a certain thing. Yeah. Because that it's contradictory. Like if I have free will and I really can choose one way or the other, then there's nothing that's predetermined in that sense. I think the, the sort of the, the way that I kind of got around it in terms, if you bring God into the question is that because God is like, omniscient and like can see all and is outside of time. Like he doesn't see things in an order of like, okay, here's when I was born. Here's when I died. It's not like in a timeline. It's just, there is the world and there is like things that have always happened and that'll, you know, whatever. Like it's all kind of just there. Obviously we can't necessarily wrap our heads around that picture. Cause we don't, we see things on a linear scale, but I think in terms of that, it's like, God might know something that's going to happen. Like he might know quote unquote the future, but that doesn't mean that it's predetermined in a sense. He can just see, I mean, he can see everything. So he might be able to see things that he might be able to, maybe it's that he can see options. He can see the things that you can choose. And at the end of the day, if you choose, you know, if I choose to go wake up at six tomorrow or wake up at 9am, like, he'll know which one I was going to pick, if that makes sense. Yeah, like he sees all possible outcomes. Yeah. And I feel like that idea comes back to like the 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 reality that like we'll never know truly like what that idea means and like what that looks like from like God's perspective falls back to the idea of like if we knew everything, if we were able to understand everything and figure out everything, then there would be no reason or need for a God. Yeah. Right. No, that that's that's really good actually. I mean, that's the thing is people Christians want to like understand God completely, which is like then that would take away like the basis for Christianity, which is faith. And it's like Because and then also we would be God. Like we wouldn't need Oh, right. Yeah, we wouldn't need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's solid. That's solid. Peyton, is there anything else you want to talk about today? No, I I think I think that's it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. That was that was a quick hour, hour and five almost. Quickie. Um, <laughs> quickie. That's, that's quick. <laughs> yeah, no, it did. It actually it actually felt pretty quick. Um well, Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you meant like that's that's a short podcast. Oh no no no. No, that's that's about average. I mean mm-hmm. th- there was a while where we had like some really long episodes. We had one episode that was almost three hours long. <laughs> That's but, crazy. Yeah, I whatever. You know, sometimes they run long. Whatever. I at first like when we were starting I was I asked I had asked Chase, I was like, like what what's a good length? And he's like, I think it's just whatever, however long it takes to, to get like the information out there. 
Because you yeah. don't want to be like dragging on, but you also don't want to be like cutting everything short. Yeah. So, For sure. Solid. So Peyton, where can, uh, where can the lovely listeners out there find you? Oh, what? What? Social media. If oh, you want to plug it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Give us your address too so they can actually find you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, I do. I go to Roseville High School. I'm there quite a bit. You see, you see me there. You see me at Bayside Blue Oaks. Um, no, my Instagram is Peyton.Maria with two A's at the end. And then Peyton is with an E, not an A. But yeah. Sick. Sounds good. Don't forget to check out the merch store. Uh, obviously, the drop we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Um, that's all I got. See you guys next week. I'm your host, Ethan. And I'm Rose Chase. Thanks for listening to The Think Tank. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a five-star review. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can email Chase and Ethan at thethinktankcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at thinktank.pod or on TikTok at thinktankpodcast. The music of Think Tank Podcast is recorded and produced by Corbin Finn.